Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another round of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I am JB. This time you get some FaceTime with one of your favorite broadcasters. This time it's Mark Gubza, analyst for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Mark, thanks for being with us, man. JB, what's going on, man? Oh, uh, you know, um, I'm hanging out in the studio. I got uh, Twitter fired up, and I got friends waiting to talk to you via webcam. Are you down with that? Should we do that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm excited about this perfect day here in Chicago. All right. Well, thanks for being on the road and handling questions from the fans before you get to work. I know your days are busy, so let's get to it. I'm going to use Twitter first. Folks, get your webcams fired up. Join Mark and myself right here in the Edward Jones chatting cage and get FaceTime with your favorite broadcaster. Meantime, I will ask this question. From Carol underscore was here. Mark, what's your favorite city to travel to? Well, being in Chicago right now, probably it's a little tie between Chicago and Boston for me. I love both those cities, both ballparks. They've been fairly kind to me over the years when I was playing as a broadcaster, same thing. But I always think about places to have something to eat, especially after a game, sometimes long games. Both those cities, perfect for me. Uh, They really are great baseball cities. And as you said, great places to find a good place to eat. That's how you do it, folks. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. That's how it works. You know, get involved, just like this fan right here. What's your name? Where you're from? What's your question for Mark? My name is Matthew Rutledge. I'm from Apple Valley, California. And my question for you, Mr. Gubza, is uh, do you feel that the Angels will be able to regain first place? And if so, do you think they might have a chance of getting to the World Series? Well, I think with the way they're playing right now, especially on the road, they've been struggling of late on the road. They've lost eight straight games on the road. But that being said, the Astros, a very, relatively young team, they've been struggling themselves on the road. It's, it's going to be a great race all the way to the end. But I, I think the veteran leadership you have with an Albert Pujols, you know, the Angels' starting rotation has been very solid, and you have the best player in baseball in Mike Trout. So I think in the end, I think they overtake Houston. I think they have an opportunity with their staff this year, especially even in the back end of the bullpen, to do some serious damage in the postseason also. But they still have to start playing a little bit better on the road. Then I'll feel better about making that prediction and feeling good about it. (laughs) A lot of great players and parts in place for those Angels. And as you said, on the road, if they can get it done, they will make a good run to October. We'll go back to Twitter fans while you get your webcam fired up to talk to Mark. And I'll follow up with that because we know one of the great managers in baseball is out there in Los Angeles uh, for those Angels. Leslie underscore 99 wants to know, what coach or manager had the biggest influence on you as a player? I think Dick Hauser, the late Dick Hauser, my first manager at the major league level. He taught us to be you know, under control. He never really seemed to get upset with us, even when we had a, a losing streak or you didn't pitch well on the mound. He just had that presence about him that he was behind you. If you made a bad pitch or, you know, had a bad game, it seemed like he was always comfortable saying it was his fault for putting you in that position. So that's what I always I took from, from Dick Hauser. He was so good, so calming, yet he knew the game as well as anybody I've ever known. And I'll tell you what, we won a World Series in Kansas City with him there. And the club really took a, it took a while for the club to get back to where it was after he passed away. He meant so much to the organization. But this is presence alone. The whole 25-man roster was used. The bullpen was used. The starting staff knew exactly how long you were going to pitch in games. He was one of the greatest people I've ever been around. This is the Edward Jones Channing Cage. That's Mark Gubza of the Los Angeles Angels and formerly of the Royals, world champion Royals, when he pitched in Major League Baseball. We got your webcams fired up. Join us on the show. Meanwhile, we use Twitter to ask some questions. And let's go to this. Uh, Royals All Day wants to know, who's your favorite player to watch right now? Oh, boy, that's a tough – well, it's it's not a tough one because I get to see him every single game. Mike Trout, I I, I got to play with George Brett a lot of – you know, a lot of – 
my career, 10 years of my career. He was one of the most amazing players, not only because of the way he can hit, the way he prepared each and every day and the way he took every at-bat so importantly. But when I look at Mike Trout right now, I see a little bit of combination of George Brett and, say, a, a talented athlete like Bo Jackson. You put them both together, you have Mike Trout. And he's always trying to learn. He, learned, he, he was always you know, talking to Torrey Hunter when he was here, and then Albert Pujols right now. Every second of every day he's around Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Mike Trout wants to get better every day. So he's such a thrill to see play because he does everything so well. And, it's, it, and he's a great kid. He's been raised well. Being around him is a lot of fun. Uh, that's really good to hear. I love hearing that part of it, too, that as outside the lines, he's also one of those people you want to be around. It's a great role model as a person. And then as a player, boy, he does uh, apply himself. He really does want to learn better at the game, which is amazing. Do you find yourself ever surprised by somebody of that stature, even out of a pool stature, how much more they want to get better every day? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at all the great ones, even, you know, being in L.A., you see Kobe Bryant. When he first came up, he's a guy that drove to the basketball. All of a sudden, he works on his outside shooting. He became one of the better shooters. Mm -hmm. The great ones figure out a way to get better, get that edge on their opponents. And when you see Trout, you see Albert Pujols, they talk to each other. They're trying to get better. What pitch are you looking for in certain situations? I used to do that a lot as a pitcher sitting on the bench, talking to George or Hal McCray back in Kansas City, or even Eddie Murray when he was with the Angels. Those guys knew how to hit, and they knew what to look for in certain situations. For me, it's invaluable as a player and a pitcher to talk to those guys during the course of the game and get yourself better. Talk and get better, boy. Resources like that, you don't want to waste them. That's uh, valuable advice across the board in any field. Uh, that's Mark Gubas. I'm JB. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Folks, get your webcams fired up. Push that red button. Join our, join our show just like this fan. What's your name? Where are you from? What's your question? Hey, Mark. I'm Liam from New York. And I'm wondering, what did you first think when you played for the Royals and you saw Bo Jackson make the running catch on the wall? Yeah, Liam, I'll tell you what, uh, I used to be just amazed at the thing he's, he did. I mean, whether he's hitting a 475-foot home run off Mike Moore in Kansas City or running up the wall or catching that ball at the wall and throwing out Harold Reynolds at the plate in Seattle. He did things that you kind of scratch your head and said, wait a minute now, is this guy a human being or is he from outer space? Or, did, or the guy just dropped him on this planet and said, Here, here's the perfect athlete playing baseball and being around and seeing him and doing the things and knowing how much fun he had. And then during the offseason, I got to go to a lot of the Raider football games. He gave me sideline passes a lot. So I got to see that side of him. And then I got to see all the amazing things he did in baseball. So it was truly a blessing to be able to be around him and just see the, the energy he brought and how much fun he had playing sports. Uh, he, it was remarkable. I mean, it's just unbelievable. As you talk about every single day in either sport, something miraculous or phenomenal could happen. Bo Jackson, just one of a kind. Uh, this is the Edward Jones Channing Cage. Another fan joins us. What's your name, where you're from? What's your question for Mark? Hi, Mark. This is Dan from Eagle Rock, California. And I was just wondering, I know it's a hard one, but what was the greatest day of your playing career? Oh, uh, Dan, I'll tell you what. It's, it's real easy to say when we won game seven of the World Series playing the Cardinals. <laughs> but uh, it, from a pure – because I watched – Dennis Leonard was one of my favorite all-time players. I learned so much. We talked about Trout learning a lot from Albert Pujols. I used to sit there next to Dennis Leonard every day because we were locker partners, and he was battling back from knee surgery. And it took him almost three years almost to be able to come back from the, the surgery he had. I know what kind of an effort it took to come back. And when he pitched a shutout, his first game back that following year, 1986, against the Toronto Blue Jays, for me, 
that was one of the most amazing moments. Even though I didn't participate in the game, but knowing how hard it was for him to get back to the level he was when he won, he was a perennial 20-game winner for the Royals in the 70s. But to see him come back like he did, that was still a special moment. I still get goosebumps thinking about being there, getting that last out, considering how long it had been since he pitched in a game to shut out a team like Toronto. That was still one of the most amazing moments and times of my life. Well, that is awesome. That's a great story, Mark. Thanks for sharing that one. Obviously, the World Series is the World Series, but that is exactly the kind of story that we don't get to keep up with as guys have playing careers that come and go so many baseball games. That's a personal moment that's really phenomenal. Uh, and thanks for sharing that with the Edward Jones fans. You got it. Uh, I got one more Twitter question before we let you go. I know you got a lot to do. And this is, I'm, I'm going to eliminate a few players just to make it a little bit tougher because I think we kind of know what some of the answers would be. Um, Sharpen It Up wants to know, Who's the hitter in today's game you would least like to face? And I'm going to take uh, Albert and Trout out of the options. So they're, they're on the bench that day. Who's the, who's the next guy you do not want to face in Major League Baseball? Miguel Cabrera, because he can hit the ball the other way. Uh, you know, I had a slider. That was my go-to pitch in s certain situations. If I throw a slider away, he's going to hit the ball, ball out of the ballpark to right center field. I try to throw my two-seam fastball inside, he'll hit a rocket down the third baseline. So I think for me, for plate coverage and hitting-wise, I don't know if there's anybody on the planet better than Miguel Cabrera. Even though he's banged up a little bit at this point, there's no way I would ever, ever want to face him. <laughs> and if I go back in my career, Dime Mattingly is a guy that I still, every time I see him wearing that Dodger uniform as a manager, I still say, if you ever got in the Hall of Fame, you better thank me because I certainly gave you enough hits to you <laughs> and home runs to get you into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Make sure to let Donnie Baseball know that that's uh, a pat on the back from you. Be like, hey. Yeah. Oh, he knows it. Believe me, he reminds me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Mark, on that, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here in the cage. You have a good time? You feel you did pretty solid? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, JB. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. I'd, I'd love to come back on somewhere down the road. All right. We will we'll, we'll hold you to that, Mark. Thanks so much for that. I thank Mark. And as always, fans, I thank you for joining us on this round. And we'll see you next time on the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. <laughs>